All right, Joel Radio here with you. Back. It's been too many weeks. I, I hate to be the guy that apologizes for not being on a regular schedule, but, you know, shit gets in the way. Speaking of shit, my guest today. There's <laughs> a segue. For well, you. you know. Thank you. You don't need segues, but isn't that your band? Isn't that you trying to play? No, it's not. No, it's not. I, I wish I played that good. You're trying to learn the moog. <laughs> that's that's called Quell Fromage. Okay. Which is some guy's project. All right. Doing God knows what, but he's a. Uh, I've told the story of that music before, but you know, you got to find this music that is royalty free, Bill. Oh, yeah. You know, and so he's Creative Commons, which I think means I can use it in my own thing, provided my thing's not making money. And boy, am I not making money here on Joel Radio. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he should be paying you. Mastered that. Hey, it's Bill Hildebrandt back. Bill, how are you? Officially introduced you. Howdy, howdy. One of the great comedians in in, uh, Detroit, Michigan, Midwest legend, and a guy who taught me a lot of what I've learned in this business, and... Certainly has the right demeanor for the business. And now he's doing a podcast from his bedroom. (laughs) It's come a long way, folks. You know, it'll be 15 years of this show. So damn proud. No kidding. Next week. Yeah, 15. 2005 it started. Wow, and how many shows? I don't know. It's, it's, I did 250, this is like Joel Radio 250 something. Okay. But then there was the Corey and Joel Radio show, which was when Corey was doing it every week. Right. And I changed the name. So I think if you add them all up, we're at like 480 or something like that. Wow. That's a few shows. Stick with it. You'll catch on. Yeah, exactly. One of these days. (laughs) Another 500 shows and I should have this down. Um, But it's great to have Bill here in in light of what's going on in, in the world and you know, I was just chatting with a friend of ours, a mutual friend who's on a cruise ship. Right. With this coronavirus. And I go, oh, my God, that's like probably the worst place to be. And he said as the ship was docking, they decided that there were crew members that were having symptoms. So they <laughs> they couldn't let them dock and board. How crazy is that? Yeah, this is, I don't know. I don't know either. You know, they, 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 <laughs> The media, is, they got to have something to talk about. Yeah, that's and, true. And this is news. And so, well, the, and he, and the more they talk about it, the more bummed out yeah, people get. Yeah. And, you know, it's self-perpetuating. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, at the point of panicking right, right now where you're shutting down an entire country like Italy. Yeah. Or at least Italy's, one-fourth. Or, Italy's you know, closed. Northern Italy. My I mean, people. Yeah, you're <laughs> fragmenty. But, you know, I, again, anecdotal evidence, like my friend on the cruise ship this week. Uh, and again, he's just there on a pleasure. He's not even working. He's just there with his wife cruising around. Yeah. Scary. And then uh, just anecdotally, guy on Twitter saying, you know, I travel every week for business. And my flight to New York has been full for the last 30 weeks. Now there's 100 empty seats on it. Right. And I go, is that people canceling? Is that people, businesses telling people don't come, don't fly, don't... I'll tell you what, I was at Walmart yesterday trying to pick up some supplies on Sunday, you know. Okay, yeah. And the shelves were just ravished. No. There was so much empty shit. Was there something you were trying to get that you couldn't? Just uh, especially canned goods. 
canned goods. The, the, really? The aisle was wiped out. <laughs> I'm serious. All that was left was corn and asparagus well, in cans, and that was just about okay. it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. I haven't been. I, the last time I went to the market, which was only you know ten days ago or something. I didn't notice anything different, yeah, but maybe that's the okay. corn asparagus and beets. Beets. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a can of beets. Yeah, because yeah, that's what you always donate to these countries. You know, and they have a can drive. <laughs> that's why they hate us. Beets again. What well, the look, hell? if it, beets, if it comes down to the only foods available is beets, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> so I'm okay. You know, I mean, canned asparagus, canned beets. Fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. See you later. But, uh, yeah, and then I was flying two weeks ago, too. I was, I, it's one of the reasons I wasn't here was that I went to Atlanta to visit my brother's family and hung out there for a week, and everyone's in masks at the airport. How many times have you been down there? He's lived there for 25 years, and I've probably been there five times. Okay. So I, 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 I say, I, and he's always like, you haven't been here in so, and I go, I know where I'm going. I'm driving. I can get around. I, you know, I feel like I know that town used to, I used pretty to, good. Used to, I dated a girl down there. Okay. I'd gone to high school with her, and we yeah. connected about 20 years ago. And, and she lived in a little town outside, just outside of Atlanta, about 30 minutes, called Marietta. Yeah, I've heard of Marietta. Sure, yeah. And Marietta has the distinction. It's a small burg, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. kind of like a Clawson. You know, it's just yeah. a little dot. But they have an ordinance, a okay. city ordinance, that every resident... And you yeah. can look this up if you think I'm lying. Okay, Marietta. Is required to have a firearm in their house. Oh. <laughs> Who's that supposed to protect you from? Well, I'll tell you what. Look up their, their crime statistics. Okay. <laughs> so and I a, asked her. I'm yeah. down visiting her, and I says, you know, I said, so she's telling me about this, this ordinance. And I go, oh, really? I go, you got a firearm? She goes, look under the bed. Wow. Yeah, there it was. I Damn. didn't know how to use that. It was a cannon. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> She goes, oh, yeah, everybody's got to take lessons, blah, blah, oh. blah. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'd want to live there. I don't know. My my brother lives in the Burbs, too, but I, I don't, you know. And then we went to we went to a museum. I don't know if they own any guns. Okay. We went to a, uh, a Civil War museum, and it was a small place, and there's a curator there, and she says, whatever you do, don't open your mouth. Don't say a word. Uh, in the museum? Yes. Because if this guy finds out you're a Yankee, oh, you're 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 screwed. oh, okay, you're fucked. <laughs> I said, All right, I got it. Still holding on to that one. No shit, still I'll, bitter. I'll, 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 they're still pissed. How many years have to go yeah, by? It doesn't matter. Two hundred years have gone by. Not yeah, enough. Well, I don't know if it's two hundred at this point. Right? It's one hundred and fifty, something like that. Something like that. But something still. like that. Come on now. Come yeah. on now, South. Get over yeah, it. Yeah, we won. You lost. Get the over South it. will rise again. <laughs> Maybe that's they're holding on to that one. I'll tell you what, the traffic there unfucking believable in Atlanta. It was out of control. Every trip was forty five minutes to go, you know, fifteen miles. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, the freeways were jammed. You know, they have that ring road, that two eighty five that goes. Oh yeah, yeah. around right. the city. My brother lives just outside that. So we had to go in through there and into the, you know, to go to any of the museums and shit that we went to, all the tourist garbage we did, which was kind of fun. But, you know, it's a nice town. I mean, I like Atlanta. Oh, but, yeah. it's, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to live here. This is too, this is too, not that nobody was asking me to, but, you know, I was kind of like, this is a little too, it felt like L.A. at times. Oh. Like I was on the 485 never or something. go back there. L.A. I lived there for two years. I'm did you? I don't know about your L.A. What was your yeah. L.A. experience? Well, like? I was... I got, I got uh, when I had my corporate job back when mm. I used to be somebody, 
Yeah. I got transferred out there. Oh, okay. I was only 25 years old, and I was actually running a factory. Wow. So where were you living? What town and were I you? I was in? living in, uh, I was in a little town called, I was about 45 minutes south of L.A. I was in um, Santa Fe Springs. Okay. I don't know if I know it. But it's off of Imperial Highway. If you have take, you, is it, if you uh, take five I've west. been to Long Beach. Where is it relative oh, no, to that? It's nowhere near Long Beach. Nowhere near Long yeah, Beach. Yeah. Okay. Because Long Beach is on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, this is further inland. You get on Imperial Highway. It's, okay. It's off of that. Yeah. And uh, God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Traffic. There was yeah. lines. Man, you went to the bank. Yeah. And, and, and screw getting a driver's license. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. It's an all-day affair. Yeah. Because the lines are just so big. Mm. Well, we're here. We're doing our show. I could talk more about Atlanta, but we got Bill here. I don't know. But I was a, I was a uh, extra in a movie down there, though. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that? Bette Midler's very first oh, okay. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Rose. The Rose. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that go? What a day. It was, <laughs> it was a ball. We had, yeah, we had a lot of fun. You know, sometimes you're in stuff that is remembered forever, and sometimes you're in stuff that you never see. Yeah, like all, the- my, all my New York Carpet World commercials. <laughs> I was in like 30 of those, and nobody gives a shit. Are they still around? No. Oh, God. We went out of business well, that's, this is a, years ago. This is a local story, but, I mean, one of the biggest local stories here in the Detroit area. The closing of Art Van Furniture. This was a now. There's Art Vans in other states and stuff, but they're located here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, I don't want to say the only place you'd go for furniture, but certainly the biggest. And they went out of business. You know, there was a few warning signs, but it took everybody by surprise that they closing all the stores. So they had clearance sales. They started the clearance sales. They said, all right, we're, we're shutting our doors. In five days, we'll be open clearance sales. And the cops had to show up yes. to prevent people from rioting, or I don't even know what the deal well, was. I found myself on, on Woodward on, on oh, okay. Sunday. Yeah. And, There's and one up it, there. It was yeah. all backed up. Yeah. You know, they had cops out there directing traffic. And then they had to close the stores, and the stores had to stay open. Yeah. for. Oh, it was crazy. And then, then people that went were saying, you know, again, looking at social media, anecdotal evidence where it's like, well, the deals weren't any good anyway. 15% off. Well, then I responded. That's all it was. Well, I responded to a few people that were upset, and I go, well, that's when you clearance out a retailer, you, you don't actually set the prices. You hire a company that comes on in to clear that shit out for you. And the way you do it is you start with a very low discount, and the discounts get bigger as time goes on. So eventually everything's 50% off, but then that's the shit nobody wants. How do you know this? Because I've studied, I don't know, this happened a million times. You studied furniture sales? Well, when Circuit City went out of business. You need a hobby. Do you remember when Circuit City went out of business? The stores were open for about another six months. Yeah. And by the end, there was almost nothing in there, but it was dirt cheap. You know, it was (laughs) 75% off. It was a bunch of junk at that point. And so oh, I don't know what people thought they're going to do. An alligator clip, ten cents. Yeah, okay, it was I'll ridiculous. That. Not to mention that Art <laughs> Van furniture was so fucking expensive anyway. Yeah, it was. That the margins were through the roof. That it's not like they're giving you this stuff at cost. Yeah, I thought they were a ripoff. They're still. It's still probably marked up forty, fifty percent over what you know. So I, I mean, people people thinking they're going to get a good deal because this place is going out of business. It felt like almost like looters in a riot. Like yeah. Free TVs. Let's go. Come on. Let's go down to the art van and get some free shit. And it doesn't work like you ever try buying a mattress? Oh, it's been years. Do you know what it's like to buy? Okay, here's I bought the mattress uh the my mattress that I bought five years ago, okay? okay. And I went to an art van 
pure sleep. That's another. It's a little art yeah, van yeah, that just sells outlet. mattresses. Right. Okay. It's one here in Ferndale, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. And they, what happens is you go in and you, you want to look for, so they have all these mattresses laid out. And you go, boy, these are $1,000, blah, blah, blah. What, yeah, any other, and what they do is they have little sample mattresses mm-hmm. that they don't put out. And those are the cheap ones. The ones that are, you know, decent, but oh, affordable. Okay. All right, yeah. But they're not laying out in the store. You have to ask the guy, hey, can you put this? And then they take it to a place and they lay it down. You lay on it, but it's not even the whole mattress right. that you're getting because they don't want you to buy the cheap one. Okay. Got it. And then when I even saw the prices, because I had found some online deals, you know, places that had, you could look through their inventory online. And I said to the guy, so this seems pretty pricey and this you know up here i can get this mattress for this much money and it's pretty similar to this one and you know so i start walking out the door well the guy grabs me brings me back in he says well let's i'll mark i'll match that price for you so they've built in all of that oh yeah profit yeah that they can haggle with you anyway so right. it's like they're just trying to rip you off right oh yeah i mean for it matches and the other thing about mattresses here's another thing welcome you to retail learn. man here's another mattress trivia shopping thing you go and you look at your mattress and say you want you're in the store and you see it's the Serta Beauty Rest whatever Ultra Pillow thing. It's got a whole name. Well, you know a lot about this. Well, listen shit. to this. This is a complete ripoff. Then you go. All right. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll whip out my phone. I'm in the store. I'll type in this model. I'll see how cheap it is across the street or online or whatever. Here's the problem. You can't. The mattresses are given unique names. Per retailer. So the retailers have exclusive labels. But here's the thing. That exact mattress that sold somewhere else, it's just called something else. Right. And you can't comparison shop that thing because it's called something else. And apparently there's some, (laughs) I I didn't get that deep in it, but I've heard that there's some kind of rating that you can find that manufacturers use. You know, this is the five star. Yeah. And then the five star one by that manufacturer somewhere else is actually the same thing. But that's interesting. And isn't that that sleazy, though? Yeah, that is. Well, you know. It's a sleazy business. Hey, you know, when I used to sell stereos back when there was such a thing. Yeah. You know, we had turntables and we had these cartridges, you know, and everybody. Okay, yeah. And the big thing back then was the Audio-Technica cartridge. That okay. Was the big, nobody wanted the Sure. You know? You know, nobody, everybody wanted the Audio-Technica. Okay. It was new and it had a great name to it. Yeah. And uh, we're selling these cartridges for like $79.89. Okay. We're paying 10 bucks for the guy. Yeah. Things. And so, you know, in order to sell a turntable, all you had to do is say to the guy, look, this is, the cartridge that goes with this, you know, it's $89. I'll, I'll not... You know, forty bucks off. Okay. Oh shit, that sold the deal right there. I'm still making. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Whole yeah. load of money. Yeah, huh? yeah it's retail, man. That's the way it works. So the fact that they're going out of business is like, you know, fuck you. You're already you're ripping ripping, ripping people off for decades. You know, my girlfriend needed some furniture. We went in there last summer, and everything was five hundred bucks for a dresser. Yeah. And then they go, "Well, do you have anything cheaper?" And they go, "We'll go to our clearance center, which is the back of the store." Right. So you go in the clearance center. The clearance center isn't like the stuff that they're trying to get rid of. It's just cheaper stuff. And then you go in there and you pull out the drawers while they're riding on plastic rails and Mm -hmm. they're shitty and look like they're going to go off the track. And you go, why the fuck would I buy this? It's a complete ripoff. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. Well, we ended up getting, we ended up getting Ikea furniture. Oh, Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. There's some shit that'll last. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the Ikea, we put the Ikea stuff together. It's fine. 
There was a piece of IKEA furniture right behind you, too. Yeah, it's, 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 it's utility right. shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Utilitarian stuff. You got to know how to put it together. If you don't put, it, if you rush through putting it together, yeah, it'll never work right. But you take your time and uh, you know, give up a couple of uh, yeah, anything I've ever built like that. You know, like a desk, yeah. or shelves, yeah. or a TV stand. Yeah, you know, when I get done with it, it wobbles like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was never any good at that shit. Well, the IKEA stuff is pretty well built. You know, they have that. Screw with the little, you know, a Phillips head thing, and you yeah, turn that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. All right, it works okay. Well, I sucked at that. But shit. you know, fuck you, Art Van. Yeah. I'm not going to miss them. Over and out, Art Van. Exactly. Fuck you. All right. So anyway, went to Atlanta, did that thing. Uh, what have you been doing? Now you've been work. What, where are you? Where are you playing? What's yeah, the gig? No, How's the? Because I'm off the road. Yeah. And for years and years, I was on the road doing the show. Yeah, I was in Minnesota I in December. I don't know, go anywhere now, swung, and I'm happy. Swung through <laughs> Wisconsin on the way back. Yeah. Had a couple of Indiana gigs, but a lot of stuff here in Michigan. We got guys that are booking stuff like mad mm-hmm. around here. You know. And I think that's great. I like that those guys I mean, are doing it. Uh, they're bumping into each other, and that's causing well, a problem. That is it. And but now, that's an age old thing. Now you're getting this. You work for this guy. You can't work for this uh, guy. Uh, that's bullshit. Nice. Yeah. You know, but that's you know it's going to happen when you got that many people out there booking. Everyone shit. starts at a grassroots thing and everyone gets along, and then they start fighting over yeah a fifty dollar commission every week. And then somebody steals a room somewhere, yeah. and then all hell breaks loose. Right. So. Well, that was the agents. You know, I think one thing about stand up comedy is that so much of it was booked. You know, the club work was booked by the agents and the right. one nighters and stuff, and now it's more comics doing it. Exactly. But as they get bigger, then the same sh- problems pop up again. Right. You know. What's your been? I mean, you were you were telling me about private shows because that is the thing about the agents is that well, when got, people don't know where to look for a comic, they go to these agents because right. it's like, oh, I got to do this fundraiser, or I want to raise money, or I need a comic for and as my far as, private. As party, far as the or, comics go, you got somebody like Melissa Hagar. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a comic, but now she's an agency. She, she is. She's yeah. gotten big. Exactly. And she's out there finding rooms and she's yeah. digging around. And then you got the disgruntled clown. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He, he's a comic, and he's not really an agency, but they're out there. You he's know, got a bunch of rooms. They're beating the bushes all yeah. the time. Then yeah. you got, you know, uh, Jerry, uh, what's his name? on the Jerry Western? Donovan. Jerry Donovan. Yes. And then Mike Ball. You know, I've never yeah. worked with e- either one of those guys. But, no. you know, there's a lot of shit. And then when there's this new guy, uh, oh, his name escapes me. I'll think of it. Okay. Uh, we got a new guy on the horizon that's trying to put an agency together, and he's, oh. he's going around getting clubs. So. Ugh. Uh, yeah, and he's local. I just yeah. did a couple things for him. So, but the, yeah, as we come out of, and it, it's funny, the, the holiday p- parties don't stop at the holidays. Okay. A lot of companies tend to have their holiday party in January, beginning of February, because yeah. the, uh, the, the places are cheaper. Yeah, it's true. The banquet halls are cheaper, right. so they can get a deal on or it. Or it's like, it's businesses that do their business over the holidays. Right. And there's no time to have a party. I did one for the post office. I did their Christmas party. Okay. It was in July. That's <laughs> how so you finally got that last Christmas card delivered. You decided to have a party. It was out the in last, South Lion. The last fruitcake went out, yeah. and now we can party. Now yeah. we can celebrate. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've done uh, like two of them uh, uh, just in the past two weeks okay. for holiday parties. So. The, them holiday parties in them. February holidays. But the problem with the holiday parties, young pups that are out there doing right. comedy. Comics, here's, listen up. Yeah, here's the here's the landmines when it comes to doing holiday parties. I'm, I could talk about the agencies that book this stuff. Well, okay. And I'm not going to because... They, they won't work yet. Because they, <laughs> they book me. 
I can talk about them because they don't work for me, but I'll do that on another but show. But there's, there's I won't do that when you're here. There's agencies out there, though, that, yeah. of course, they're just in it for the commission. Sure, yeah, yeah. And whether comedy is a good yeah. fit for what it is they're trying to do or not, yeah. it doesn't matter to them. They, they'll know, they're not they, saying no they to anybody. Yeah, they're not saying yeah. no to As a matter of fact, I got one agent calls me all the time. And he's always trying to modify what I do to make it fit the situation. <laughs> he actually called me last year. He says, "Yeah, he says, uh, look, what they're looking for is kind of a, what they're looking for is kind of a Larry the Cable Guy type guy. <laughs> can can you do your act but with a Southern accent?" <laughs> he was serious. Yeah, he, I and I said, was. "No." I bet he was. No. Yeah. No. Or these people are are really into fiberglass. Is there any way you can work fiberglass into your, into your <laughs> you know? Because these guys aren't comics. Yeah. You know. Well, agents. I mean, the, the the beauty of that job as an agent is, ideally, you make a couple phone calls and you collect a check. Ideally. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's it is massaging the ego of the guy who's booking the you know the 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 the, the you know what do you call it? you know the the client. And then you have the talent, and you got to make those things work together. And so, you know. Well, that segues into part two okay. of what I was going to say. Yeah. The problem with doing these corporate jobs is you're dealing with corporate people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's corporate thinking. Yeah. And it's not a good fit for what it is that we do. No. So, one of the things that you'll run into is number one, uh, you might make some suggestions. When you hear about what they're going to do that night, okay, they say, "Well, look, you know, uh, it would really be best for me mm-hmm. if we did this, yeah. you know, instead of this." They don't like being told what to do. Yeah, they're the smartest people on the face of the planet. Yeah. So when they say, you know, they might say to me, "Well, here's what we're going to do: we're going to have Santa Claus come out mm-hmm. right after dinner. He's going to hand out gifts, and then we're going to have we're going to give out awards." Uh, for attendance and safety. And then the president's going to get up and, and say a few words. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have door prizes. Yeah. You know, and, and we're going to give away this big screen TV. And, and then you're going to go on. <laughs> and all you got to do is say to them, look, it'd be so much better if I just went on after dinner. And then yeah. you've got the rest of the night to do what it is yeah. you want to do. Yeah, right. And they fight you on that yeah, all the time. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. want you to be the finale. Yeah. All right. But here's the problem. You know, you're doing this on a Friday night. Everybody's been up since 6 a.m. Sure, yeah. Because they went to work. And now you drag them into here. And the other thing about holiday parties, kids, and listen to this. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people don't want to be there. No, not at all. Because they work with They're these obligated. son of a bitches. All, and a lot of them feel obligated to go. Yeah. When people go to a comedy club... They go to see comedy. That's sure, why yeah. they're going. Okay? Yeah. Or if they go to a bar to see a comedian, that's why they're going. These people aren't there for you. Yeah. They're there, A, because right, they're yeah. f- obligated. Two, they're there for the free food, mm-hmm. uh, maybe free drinks, yeah. the door prizes. Yeah. They're just foistering. That's the best word I can think of. They're mm-hmm. just foistering comedy yeah. on there to just add to the evening. Mm-hmm. And so it's an uphill battle. Yeah. You know? That's why I say that in my class. Any place where... The, the easiest shows are the ones where the people actually want to see the show. That's right. So open mics can be tough because people just show up and they're at the bar. They didn't know a show was going on. Exactly. And places that don't charge a cover, same boat. You know, people are just in there. Right. Well, we're having we had a restaurant. And everyone's just eating dinner. Well, they're not there for the show. You know, I mean, if these people are smart, you know, they put it in its own room and everyone that is going into that room knows what's about to happen in that room. But you just can't ambush people with a comedy show. And that's what they do a lot of times yeah. with these things. I mean, the yeah. employees don't even know there's going to be comedy. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. 
But yeah, these corporate people don't like you meddling with their shit. No. And like there's been so many times, you know, where they say, well, okay, uh, we're going to have cocktails at 6 and dinners at 7 and uh, you'll go on along about 8.30. And I mm-hmm. so why an hour and a half? Yeah. Is this a buffet dinner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to take, you know, 20, 30 minutes okay. for 100 people to go through and eat. Yeah, right. And But because they had 8.30 on their itinerary, because that was passed in the committee, they're inflexible. So now you got people standing around, (laughs) drinking, not doing anything. And a lot of them are leaving because they're tired. Yeah, true, yeah. And you're like, well, what are we waiting for? And I've actually had one of them say, well, uh, uh, I want to get them good and drunk for you. (laughs) Yeah, that helps. That's exactly what we need, asshole. Well, that's so that's your corporate stuff. Uh, there's but your the, corporate gigs, but guys. But here's the deal, kids, and I know you hate to hear this, yeah. but uh, it's where the money is. It is. I apologize. Yeah. And that's why you got to learn. And you're going to say, I'm not selling out. I'm not going to sell out. I'm not working clean. Yeah. All right, knock yourself out. Yeah. Okay, but you're not going to get you know that work. Well, look, I always tell I tell my students, I go, look, if you can, if you can sell tickets. If people want to show up to see you, you're you're you'll get yourself booked, or you can be really good and have people want you to show up at their place. And I said sometimes you can do both of those things, right. but <laughs> you can pick the road that's easiest for you. And I always tell them it's easier to get good, right, well, than to are. get famous. Yeah, you know it really is. Yeah. And, and 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 we talk about the corporate thing. Getting good means that you can do clean hour or 45 minutes and not offend anybody and everyone will be happy to see yeah. you and they'll be happy to bring you back and say nice things about but you if you're because gonna, that's so much you're gonna keep your is. job at tim hortons and do this as a hobby then yeah. those are the guys that don't care yeah you know, they're just yeah. gonna do what they want to do yeah on that's well that becomes the thing of yeah. you know as i've talked about on this show the not-for-profit comedians right they, they seem to want to tell everybody how to what they're doing wrong yeah. And they're not making any money. Right. But but we're do- the guys that are making money are doing it wrong, which is unbelievable. But, hey, there it is. Comedy. Any, th- any good gigs, though? I mean, did you do anything fun or go anywhere, open uh, for no, anybody? No, 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 no. I had uh, just some really nice shows with these some companies. I mean, if you know how to handle these people, yeah. you know, it can work out relatively right. well. Yeah. So. yeah, I've done uh, the, the, the handful of those I did. Some were better than others. Um. You know, when you know what to expect, though, because I think that was the thing for me. The first few I did, I was expecting yeah. them to be really good because it'd be like, oh, we're at this nice hotel. Right. And there's this big company that you've heard of. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this should be really good. And then you realize, oh, no, those can suck. And then what, what can be fun sometimes is the little office party with 20 people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if they're if they're willing to let you talk to them. You're like, I don't even have to burn, you know, you're going to do material. That's not going to work. So you just sit there and you bullshit them. You kiss everybody's ass and you make the same stock jokes you make with every other office party and you go home, you know. Um, but, yeah, trying to do your act, you know, where you're going, oh, these people are going to pay attention. Yeah. Fuck. So I just, as a matter of fact, I had an email last week from this woman. She's already booking for next year okay. at, at her company Yeah, because she saw me at a company party. Last December, okay, she was a guest. Yeah, so she says I want to bring you in. Yeah, and she goes, "Remember, I talked to you after the after the show." And I go, "Yeah, yeah." You said you'd be interested. And I said, "I am interested." <laughs> so here's her deal. So she she shoots me the date. It's a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in Grand Rapids. 
Okay. Uh, she'll put me up at the Amway Grand. Okay. That's a nice hotel for those of you that don't de- know. It's in December on, on a prime weekend. Okay. And she only wants me to do 20 minutes. Mm, that's weird. Be- oh, no, it's not weird. Because, okay. Because <laughs> they got karaoke, too. Okay, yeah, And they've yeah. got all a right. band, well, and they got all this other shit. That's to your advantage. And I, and I, and I told her, I said, look, you know, you're, that's too much. Yeah. If you've got karaoke in a band, fine. You're but done, you leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. You know, especially on a Friday. Yeah. And I said, I, I wouldn't know what kind of a price to shoot you for 20 minutes. Right, yeah. You know, it takes me two hours to ride out there. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes and then turn around. I said, I I couldn't make it worth your while. No, okay. You know, I got to give a prime day away. Yeah, that's true. To do 20 minutes well, for you. Gonna, but if, what if they're paying you the full rate that you well, get for the full Well, that's what show? I did. I shot her a price. Yeah. I said, okay, you know. She said that was. Start here. I think, yeah. she's too much. Well, I'll tell you what. She was actually kind of upset about me criticizing her party in terms <laughs> of having too much shit. <laughs> and I told her, I says, that yeah. sounds like a good time as it is, right. you know. You know, I don't know what your budget is, but save your money. Mm. That ticked her off. Yeah. Like I said, these corporate people don't yeah. like being told they're fucking up. <laughs> and she was fucking up. My, uh, the last, my, my girlfriend's corporate, she works for a doctor, my girlfriend. Okay. And uh, he decided he was going to play Jeopardy. That right. was the entertainment. Okay. We had a DJ, yeah. but after the show, it would be Jeopardy. And he wrote the questions. It's all medical shit? No, it was trivia stuff, but uh-huh. he was, you know. Yeah. It was his thing. He was the host. Okay. And it was like, you got to feed his ego. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, we're going to sit here and, you know, the winning team got a gift card or something, and I don't know what it was. And this happens all the time, and I think this is one of the things that pissed this lady off last week. She says, yeah, and then, uh, and I said, well, what else is going to go on? Well, you know, uh, the uh, president's going to go up and just... You know, say about a few words. Mm. I said, that never happens. <laughs> you know, I said, oh, he'll take like five minutes. It's yeah. never happened. Yeah. I did this one corporate show. It's one I got in trouble for because I bitched. Yeah. But the guy goes up, the owner of the company goes up, and he's retiring. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he spoke for 25 minutes before I went on. Yeah. And at the end, he was crying. Yeah. Because he's turning the right. reins over to somebody else. And everybody was drunk. They were drunk yeah. and shit. It was a small company. They all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And I went, what the hell? You know, and I said to the guy, I said, come on, you're not going to follow this? Yeah. You know, everybody's in tears or sure. crying. And, and, no, and he, <laughs> no he, 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 here's the comic. <laughs> you know, but that's the shit you face. Well, I don't have to play him anymore, thank God. But, you know, at the Comedy Castle, when I'm working there and working the door, we do those fundraisers for the homeless or for the a- animal charities, and those speakers go up and talk about the families they helped and the, you know, the animals that got rescued. And we found this dog, and it's all these sad pictures of this dog right. that they nursed back to health. And then we bring up Gary George, See, and that poor fucker's got to go up there into, you know. And was, then here's the other thing that happens at those that's really funny for those of you that don't, you know. Normally, you know, you go to comics and new comics. Open mic guys, they're all. How much time do I get? Oh man, I five. I need seven. I you know, we getting seven. I need ten. I'm working on my working on my my twenty. Can mm-hmm. I have to you know? And they're always trying to get you do these fundraiser shows, and you're I'm backstage with these guys going. All right, I mean, you got you doing fifteen, and middle guy, you'll do twenty headliner, like forty five in the openers. Can I do ten? In the middle's going. I'll do fifteen. I don't care. I don't need yeah. you know, headliners. Like, how much do I have to do that you're going to pay me? You know, <laughs> and it's always like backdoor shit. Meaning, 
you know, the boss is saying, you got to do this. You've agreed to do this. Yeah. And then they're asking me, how much can they get away with and still get a check? Right. <laughs> and I kind of read the room and go, yeah, these people don't give a fuck. They're checked out. Yeah, let's do it quick. I you do. know, and nobody cares. And at the end of the day, that's the right way to do it. I did this one years ago, and it was, it was, I was supposed to do 45 minutes, yeah. and everything was running late. Mm-hmm. And they had to be out of this banquet hall for some reason at a certain time. Yeah. And the dinner was late coming out, and there was something else went wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the lady comes up to me, and she says, man, she says, uh, is it okay if you just do 30 minutes? Okay. Well, I've already got my check. She yeah, paid me when there I you go. I said, well, yeah, okay, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then a little later, she comes up, she says, wow, we're really running. Can, can you just do 20? <laughs> can you? Do- yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm acting like this is breaking my heart. <laughs> you know, I've been paid. I don't give right. a flying fuck. I, yeah. I think I ended up doing between 15 and 20. That's fine. That That's it. great. Yeah. And that works out for us at yep. the end of the day. It's like, hey, we'll do less. We don't need to, you know. But that's the attitude you got to have towards some of these things. But the, the, the flip side of that, though, in those situations where that does happen yeah. and you're running late, is the worst thing Nick can ask you to do. And if you f- refuse to do it, then you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, why don't you go up all the reading? Yeah, that's that. Well, yeah. that's yeah. Dinner shows are shitty. People can't eat and laugh at the nah, same time. No, they're I not agree. paying attention. They're looking yeah. at the plate. Right. You know, sawing that fucking cow in half. Yeah. You know, and pass the poi and mm. give me the steak sauce, and they're not paying any attention. Yeah. But they sometimes they insist, and you got to do it. Yeah, I I remember doing a Florida one nighter. I forget the town, little shitty town, giggles for giggles, Florida. If you know that agency. Not a great agency, but anyway, little town. And I think the bulk of the, I don't want to say the only group that was there, was about a group of 20. They were at an Italian restaurant. Group of 20. It's most of the crowd. I want to say there might have been 30 people there, but 20s, this dinner party. Mm-hmm. And they have the whole front. Okay. So we're, there's not even a stage, you they know, but you're... Room. Whatever, there's 20, and they go, okay, well, they're having, it's 20 people, and, you know, they're they're partying a little bit. They might be festive, and they bring me up. I'm on stage, and 90 seconds into the show, guy comes out, brings everybody their food. Yeah. 90 seconds, you know, I'm 90 seconds, and I'm the opener. Yep. So, you know, by the time I'm done, they'll be, they might be ready for the headliner. Right. But that's, you know, it takes, yeah. what, 20, 30 minutes to eat a meal? Sucks. Exactly the length of my set. Right. Horrible. Yeah. The worst. Yeah, eating's bad. Yeah. Even clubs that have food, it's like, what are, you, what are you doing? Get that job at the library, kids, like your mom wants <laughs> exactly. you to. This show business ain't for everybody. Boy, you got that right. Yeah. Speaking of show business, we had Rob Schneider out at the comedy yeah. club a couple weeks ago from Saturday Night Live. And I always, when I talk about Rob coming to the club, because he's, he's been there twice in the last couple of years, his act is not what you think it's going to be. Okay. Because you would imagine Rob Schneider is going to do all of the Saturday Night Live right. voices yeah. and his stuff from movies and that. And he does kind of, he, he'll say the thing people want him to say, you can do it, or whatever his catchphrase is. But he really has some smart comedy about relationships and a little bit of political stuff. And when I talked to him about it, he goes, well, you know, I'm working with Chris Rock. Uh, you know, I'm doing dates with him. And, you know, I, uh, I, I watch Dave Chappelle. I go to places and I've seen him perform. And he goes, that's what I want to do. So he's actually doing a pretty smart act, you know. Um, but what was funny about it was uh, he needed a ride to the airport the day after his show, you know. 
And normally we have like a limo service that'll take guys to the airport. And is there any more? He's got ten grand in his pocket. And he well, needs a ride. he needs a ride to the airport. He well, it's it's contractual. You know, he needs a ride. But he says to you know the boss says, uh, well, you know, and maybe it's because he's a famous guy or whatever. But he goes, I don't want to ride with somebody I don't know. Uh, you know, he doesn't want. I don't know what the fuck. So of course. Joel, you want to drive Rob Schneider to the airport? Says, All right, I'll drive Rob to the airport. I don't give a shit. You know, what am mm-hmm. I going to do? You know, and I, I got along with him, you know, yeah. off stage. So it's all right. I pick up Rob Schneider, you know, and uh, you know, he's got to make a nine o'clock flight, and I'm picking him up at 6 30. So this should be easy, you know. I pick him up. He goes, right, I need some eggs. Oh, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, 6.30 a.m. So this is the day after the show. Okay. 6.30 a.m. And and we got out of the club at midnight or something. So me getting up at 6.30 is a chore in and of itself. (laughs) You know, I'm on that comedy time. 12.30 or not. Yeah, so it's like getting up at 6, you know. Well, I got to get up at 5.30 to pick him up at 6.30. So that's the whole thing. So he goes, I need some eggs. I said, all right, well, let me go. So, you know, I'm in Birmingham. Yeah. Original Pancake House right there. Oh, yeah. They're not open yet. Oh, shit. Too early. Oh, fuck. They take forever anyway. Yeah, they take forever anyway. But I go, oh, we've got time here. And, I'm just, and then I'm going, you know, I'm going down Southfield Road to get to the, not, you know, well, not a lot of breakfast. Southfield Road, not known for its cuisine. Yeah, no So shit. I'm just driving them and I go, all right, here's the deal. <coughs> so I know a place, but it's close to the airport. If you don't mind a 25 minute ride, uh, I'll, I'll take you to a place right by the airport. We're done with that. We're 10 minutes there. There's a Ram's horn on Telegraph in 94. Okay. Oh. So if you're getting off, you get off on Telegraph. You're going, you know, that's where the big uh, bridge is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overpass there. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're he's like, cool. We go. So we're we're listening. He's a Beatles expert. If you didn't know that about, no. him. he's a big Beatles fan, and I told him I am. So we're listening to the White Album the whole way over there. You know, it's pretty cool. And we're talking about Beatles and take him to the Ram's Horn, and we're sitting there, and lady comes out, and there's two other people eating at this Ram's Horn. It's not even. The breakfast rush, you know. Did he, and this did, place is 24 hours a did day. Did he order the number nine? Number no, no, nine? no, he did not. Number nine? <laughs> That's a good one. Number nine? The worst worst cut the Beatles ever did. Oh, yeah, anyway. Shit. Um, and the girl comes out, and she's getting us, and we get our waters, and you get a coffee, whatever. And, and, you know, and I go, oh, she, she, I think she recognizes him. I go, but she's being nice and restrained that, you mm-hmm. know, it's Rob Schneider and mm-hmm. she's, you know, he's wearing a hat or whatever and it's early, but still, it, you know, he's pretty fucking recognizable and we're sitting there and then she comes back and she gives us her stuff. She looks at him and she stops and she goes, oh my God, are you Rob Schneider? She goes, no, she goes, you look just like Rob Schneider. And he goes, I am Rob Schneider. Well, then this lady that I was giving a lot of credit to for having some restraint Loses starts it. screaming, yeah. starts getting everyone out of the back. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Rob Schneider's here. Oh, my God. And the whole, you know, the other two guys eating could have given, you know, could have given a shit. But the whole staff is coming. Yeah. In. And it's just that. And she's so excited. And she looks at me and goes, you must be his director. And I go, yeah, I'm the director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she's carrying on and, you know, every four eating and, you know, he's you know, he wants to make his flight and everything, sure. but he doesn't want to be a dick. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch a celebrity deal with this, well, I, you know, fame. So she keeps bringing people out. And he keeps going, OK, I'll take a picture. And then he goes back to eating. And, uh, you know, and then we have to wait at the end because the general manager of the Rams horn, his shift starts at 730 or something. Got to wait for him to get there. 
So we're like paying our check, and he's taking pictures and all this shit. And uh, finally, so, oh no, he's here. He's here, general manager. What do you think the general manager of a ram's horn looks like on Telegraph Road in Dearborn Heights? Uh, I'm not going there. 25 year old burnout. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I okay. mean, just a guy who, you know, drove his Camaro there, you know, with a roach in well, the I, ashtray. I kind of know the neighborhood. So, yeah, no, I didn't want you to. No, I know what you could have. No, we, it wasn't. I wasn't setting you up to say okay. uh, the, yeah. the camel jockey. No, I wasn't getting you All to right. say that. You I didn't want me to say rag. No, rag, I didn't okay, want. No, this is a regular, you know, this is just a young guy who managed yeah. the thing. Who got there and was kind of like, you know, he's clearing the sleep out of his eyes and he's taking a picture with Rob Schneider. So it was funny to see him deal with a crowd like that well, in a situation that was, you when know. When I had to take uh, Gilbert Godfrey around the radio, we stopped yeah. and got lunch. Okay. You know, and uh, the waitress comes up and she says, and she says to me, she says, you know, you look like that <laughs> guy. <laughs> that guy, I, I think it's. Gilbert, you know, yeah, and all he did was look at her and says, "Yeah, I get that a lot," <laughs> and that's all he, he didn't say. Yeah, it's me. He just says, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Yeah. And she left it alone. Well, I, I like it, when, it when, was done after when, that when people try to say they don't even know you're they don't know who you're supposed to be, but you look like the guy from that thing, right? And you hear that from people, or, or you know, and I, you know, uh, people sometimes, you know, you get recognized, I'm sure, for what? doing stand up, and and you know, then they go, oh, what's, "What's your name?" But I know who you are. I yeah. saw you on that thing, or I saw you on the, you know, I, I went. To, I remember when I did a thing on Fox Two News. I reviewed a reviewed an electric jacket for Rob Wolchek, okay, uh, fame or shame or whatever, right. And the oil change place, the guy's like, oh, my God, you were on the news last night. <laughs> and all stuff. Was, you know, but then they don't know who you are. So it's this weird kind of like, you know. Now, going back going back a bit, a guy that was unmistakably recognizable was Soupy Sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. And whenever we got done with his show, mm-hmm. he always wanted to get late night breakfast after okay. the show. So yeah. we always had to find some all night diner. Yeah. And I had to scope it out ahead of time so I knew right where we were going. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he'd sit down, and there's all these drunks. They're going, Jesus, it's soupy sales. <laughs> and all he'd say is he'd say to the waitress, he said, you know, get me a pen. And okay. He, he'd sit there and sign placemats okay. all night. I mean, until until the line was done. Yeah. He'd just sit there and sign the placemats. Well, he didn't him. care. Yeah, he was That's that nice. way. That's, yeah. It's cool to see that people uh, deal with that. I was out with Norm MacDonald once after Comedy Castle Show. He wanted some dinner, and I was taking him to the hotel, and we stopped, and you know, this is late on a Saturday night, you know, right. so it's not a lot of, but a bunch of drunk guys from the bar, they're in the next booth and they come over and they're like, hey, you're that guy. You're man, that. I forget who they call. I forgot who they said he was. If yeah. they, But, you know, they got the, I think they asked him if he was Adam Sandler. Like they knew he was, <laughs> he knew he, so it's like, you know, you're, you're this, you know, you're the, you're this famous guy. You're yeah. Norm MacDonald. And they're calling you the name of the guy that you worked with on the show. Right, yeah. But he took it in stride. Sure. You know, it was cool. So anyway, yeah, Rob Schneider was I, I like Rob. He's he's a good guy. I like him. I didn't know that I'd like him. We had another SNL guy, and this was not Norm McDonald because he was at our club years ago, but uh we had another SNL guy who could remain nameless that was awful. Hmm. Just terrible. Okay. Did all the you know, came out and did all the the show that Rob you think might do, but he doesn't. Yeah. Where I'm just gonna do this character and that character. And play that song. I'm known for that song. Play you gotta play this song. And it was sad. It was lame. Only SNL guy I ever worked with, well, besides Gilbert, would be uh um 
Kevin Nealon, maybe? Uh, no. Victoria uh, Jackson? Uh, Rich Hall. Rich Hall, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, and there was another girl. She was only on for a heartbeat by the name of Ellen Cleghorn. Yeah, I know Ellen she Cleghorn. She was horrible. Yeah, I remember stage. her. T- I remember her doing. This, God, she. Sucked. I remember her doing Sabo shows. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was that low down. <laughs> oh, and there was another girl. Oh, what was her name? Victoria. The Victoria Suffer. Jackson. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a big deal. She used to cry when she got off stage because she sucked so bad. Yeah, but she was like she. She became a Christian too, or yeah. something, didn't she? No, I remember she was, her now. Yeah, I forgot but she all was. About uh, her. She was a busty blonde, bubbly, yeah, bimbo kind of no stage act, though. Yeah, but she got what she do when she went on stage. <laughs> Just tried to be funny. Yeah, made funny voices, yeah. made funny faces, tried to tell SNL stories. Yeah. But there was no app. Yeah, that's the thing. That's this other guy. I don't want to name him because he sucked. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. When we'll we talk about it after. I'm dying. I know who this is now. <laughs> I write it down. I know. I'm sure the audience hates when I do that. But no, no. That's I'll write right. it down I'll, and I tell can, you right I now. Wait. I can wait. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. remind me. I want to do that. I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna write it here for me so I remember. Okay. To do that. But yeah, so that was cool. So anyway. Rich Hall was a really nice guy. I always liked him on Not Necessarily the News. Yes. Sniglets. Sniglets. With Rich Hall. That's right. Yeah. To Funch. (laughs) Was was, that a Sniglet? Yeah. That was when you turn your pillow over to get the cold spot and you hit it. Okay. Your head that's funching your pillow. Yeah. I I had his books. I had those Sniglet books that you you could get. Yeah, those were cool. But the thing is, though, he didn't own any of that shit, so he couldn't do it on stage. Ooh. Yeah. What was it? The intellectual property of not necessarily the news. Yep. Uh, and which brings me back to Rob Schneider real quick. Yeah. And you're talking about how he's doing things. Mm-hmm. It's a clever act. Yeah. You think he wrote it? I actually think he did. Because when you get that big and you got no, that I, kind I of money, no, I get what you're saying. You know, well, actually, I think I asked him that at one point. Okay. Because he was, I'm working on this and I'm I'm taping a special, and I said, well, do you have any help? You know, I didn't say like. You know, I didn't say it in a condescending way, like, you're not possibly right. I said, do you have any help? Because I know, you know, he knows that I know that guys have help. Right. You know, especially the guys that put out the specials every year. Well, yeah. Or have the weekly television show. Those guys all have help. Nobody's well is that deep. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm serious. No. Yeah. You know, you get writers at a certain point. Right. And I don't know if we've discussed this before, and people probably disagree with me on this. Okay. But when um, Jerry Seinfeld went out yeah. to cobble together a new act, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the movie Comedian, sure. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that new act he put together was nowhere near the caliber of what his old stuff was. Yeah. Yeah. And this was his shit. Right. Nobody was writing yeah. for him. He was, yeah. and he went across the country honing yeah. this stuff. And, yeah. and, and the act itself was, it was, I mean, if he'd have started with that, he never would have gone right. anywhere. Yeah. I thought it was mediocre. Yeah, I think it was too. But yeah. I mean, that's, then again, you know, once you're known for a thing, to do something that's as good as that, you know, the thing that makes you famous. Oh, yeah. You say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And, and I've talked to comedians and heard, you know, heard, inter- you know, Tom Papa's a guy that uh, says, I'm not going to do new stuff every time out because he feels that the audience that's coming to see him wants to see a bit that he's done. I saw Sam Kinison twice. Okay. And the first time I saw him, of course, he closed with the with the luggage bit. Okay. And sand, you yeah. know, and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. stuff. Second time I saw him, mm-hmm. he closed with that again. He's got to do it. He's obligated. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I saw Andrew Dice Clay at the Palace of Auburn Hills, of all places. Sold out. No. Oh, yeah. This was his heyday. I mean, this oh, was okay. his heyday. Oh, okay. This was the, you know, 
I think it was the summer that Ford Fairlane had come out, and that okay, kind of right. killed so his, on his But team. it was right on the, you know, 89 or 90, one of those yeah. years. And he's, I'll do the poems, hickory dickory. And he, he did them, yeah. and everyone chanted them back yeah, at yeah, him. Yeah. He looked miserable the whole fucking time he was up there, but, hmm. you know. But, yeah, I think that they, that when you become famous and people know what you're going to do, you have that thing about, yeah. am I going to do new stuff or am I going to do... Because if you do new stuff and it's not as good, well, then people are going to leave a little disappointed. And if you do all stuff that people know, they're going to leave a little disappointed. Yeah. So somewhere you got to find that balance. Well, there you are. I mean, you and I are lucky in that we're not famous. We don't need to freshen the act beyond that. I know. The, people ask me that all the time. Yeah. You know, how often do you write new material? Never. <laughs> it's a different audience every damn time. And on top of that, yeah. let's say somebody says, oh, yeah, I brought some friends because I saw you seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Well, they bring him and say, oh, man, this guy does this hilarious bit about Chuck E. Cheese. Well, if you yeah. don't do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah, then you're like... You yeah. know, it's like going to see your favorite band and they don't do your two favorite well, tunes because exactly. they're doing yeah. new shit. At some point, yeah, you got to... <coughs> so... You got to do that. Yeah, I, so, yeah. yeah. Well, well the, to hear this certain thing and you got to do it. Well, that's... But those are... But the thing about that, and this is advice I give my students, is, you know, that's why you don't have the topical stuff in your act. Yeah, because it, you know, it gets old fast. Because it gets old, and then pe- when people don't know what you're talking about, they're not going to laugh at the thing that you're talking about. And yeah, there's ways to freshen stuff up. Yeah, you know, but or, uh, you know, you you know, you can cross out the name Bill Clinton and throw in, you know, Harvey Weinstein or something, and it might still work. I don't know. Well, but that's hard. That's a hard way to you know, keep I stopped an act doing fresh. political stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd, I'd open with, you know, that Nixon, he's wacky. And it just <laughs> doesn't work anymore. Well, I always hear from guys who do the road. And again, me not being on the road, I don't know. But, you know, that guys will go to shows and they'll say, hey, just so you know, this is Trump country. You got to know that before. And these are guys that wouldn't even do a political joke, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't write a political joke if you paid them to. You know? mm-hmm. And they're being admonished before the show. To just be careful that, you know, well, yeah. you're going to get yourself in trouble here. Anytime you do a college town, you already know you're fucked. Yeah. Well, you already I, I, know there's yeah. certain things you can't say. I've talked to a lot of guys who you really hate way. those shows. Yeah. Well, really hate them. them. I'm one of them. Well, are they asking you to do colleges? I haven't. Well, no, not colleges, but. Uh, college towns. So college like Ann towns. Arbor. Yeah, Ann, Ann Arbor. There you go. There. Yep. Places like that. Yeah. Used to do. Uh, Minefields out there. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Boom. We're freer than ever, in theory. We have the most liberal laws. You know, we're, we're, you know, marijuana's legal. Gays can get married. But God forbid you say something about a midget on stage and you're, you run you out of business. Oh, I had this happen two weeks ago. Okay. FedEx. I walked in and I had a question. I says, yeah. I says, I was just in here and I shipped something last week. I was talking to this lady. And this lady looks at me and says, you mean person? Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was talking to this person. Oh, man. You know, about, uh, you know, they ship equipment back for you from the TVs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I got corrected right there. And I'm going, wow. wow, that's weird. But they're fighting that fight while working at the FedEx right. desk, you know, taking packages in and, you know. But yeah, yeah. But taking one for the team for the women. Yeah, I, that I don't get at all. Like, at what point are you not fighting the culture war and you're just living your life? And I think for some people, it's just all day. It's so strange. 
I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a fan of like you know. A lot of people aren't happy, man. A lot of people walk around with a chip on their shoulder all the time. You know, like when I when I I was I was uh, greeting people that are entering the comedy castle, and I'll take their tickets. How you doing tonight, guys? And I'll say that to anybody. It's not about it's a group of guys. It can be uh, you know mixed uh, men and women, or it can be all women. And I'll still use that term. Well, some lady said, "Oh, just so you know, we're not guys." Yeah. And I go, "Well, I, you, I'm, it's guys has many definitions. I'm not using it. I'm not referring to you as males here." Yeah. Uh, but boy, she was all mad about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like, Come yeah. on. Yep. The one I get in trouble with. Oh. Because I call everybody this, and yeah. occasionally I get, a, I get, a, I get a, a look. Yeah. I get a stare. Bro. Bro. I, hey, bro. How are you, man? <laughs> You know, what do you need, bro? I, you know, I mean, it, it's just. Yeah. And yeah, if, and all of a sudden I'll say it and the guy happens to be black. Oh. And he thinks I'm just using it because it's yeah, him. And it's I, him. It's yeah, something yeah. No, I'm it's just something I use all the time. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When you put in the black guy, you're talking to black guy. Do you not use bro at that point? Or well, you know? I, I wouldn't if it would occur to me not to. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just so used to saying it. You're used it, to saying it. It, and, you know, it just doesn't dawn. There's nothing in there. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah, people, yeah. you know. And you see people now that, you know, have their, you know, uh, uh, pronouns. And you can pick your pronouns. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. That you're not a her that's or a right. she or you're a them. Well, that's kind of where she was at or FedEx. That's, you know, and, she was And a they person. put it on their Twitter. They put it on their Facebook. And they yeah. go, I'm a... My pronouns are this and that, and yeah. it's like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's not for you to decide. I mean, I guess it is. I don't know. Is it? Maybe it is. Yeah. It's so strange. We're just caving into all these people that just want the world to be their way. I don't know. You know, nobody wants them to. When was the world ever along. anybody's way? Nobody wants to get along. But that's the thing. It's never been like that. We've never had that much control over these things you just dealt with them well and now people don't want to deal with them we're not going to solve it here no we can move don't on. want to get political <laughs> you want to alienate people <laughs> now, another thing i haven't talked about you know wrong words i used to use this term because i talk about you know records versus cds like, yeah. okay yeah yeah and i used to use this term you know cd sissy yeah and this gay guy came up to me after a show oh. once, he was just beside himself okay and he says you're perpetrating the myth yeah. And I said, okay, uh, what myth is that? Yeah. In other words, what what did that, sure. s- what yeah. message did that send? Yes. I can kind of understand his point sure. to, a cer- well, to a certain extent. But it's what's the context? Your, your context, and I know the bit. Yeah. The bit is that you used to listen to vinyl, and if you wanted to listen to a different song, you had to pick up the thing and yeah. move it and yeah. the thing. It's a funny bit. But the CD guys have it so easy, exactly. That now they're sissies, but but it has nothing to do with sexual orientation or femininity or any of those. But I heard things. somebody else use. That's the why term. it's funny. I heard somebody else use the term once, and that's why it's stuck in my head. Yeah, and I okay. thought that's funny. Yeah, you know, because it was a guy at a record show. Yeah, talking about CD sissies. I go, yeah, you're right. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, a CD sissy could actually be a cross dresser, but again, you're not using it in that. <laughs> term. You've never <laughs> thought of that, did you? Yeah, no. I, uh, yes. Of course, I don't live in Ferndale either, so <laughs> I'm not as in tune as you are. I'm not as sensitive oh, to these yeah, things we as are you the... are. <laughs> Home of the CD sissy, Ferndale, Michigan. Yeah, that's right, the iPod pansy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, they, the Bernie people were out. You know, we're, we're yeah. recording this yeah. a day before the primary here in Michigan. Yeah, and uh, they're going to vote, and Bernie Sanders might be out of the race. 
when the results come in. He won Michigan four years ago yeah, I think by he, beating Hillary Clinton. I think but he might do it again. He may do it again. He may not. But, then, you know, there's like he was trailing in the polls by 30 points against Hillary Clinton, and he won. And now I read an article today. He's trailing by 30 points in Michigan against Joe Biden, and he still might win. But they're, they were all out on the corner of Nine Mile and Woodward the other night with the Bernie signs. All right. But this is the last thing we're going to say about right. politics. Okay? No more politics. Having worked in politics because yes. my boss ran for governor. Oh, okay. And if you think about it, yeah, he, I mean, he had all this attention yeah. from Washington. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is there's only 50 governors yeah. of a United States state mm-hmm. in the entire world. Yeah. It's the least populated job on the face of the planet. If yeah, you think. Okay. There's only yeah. 50 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's important. Yeah. You know, it's better. It's more than a senator. It's more than a congress, mm-hmm. congressman. Yeah. So there was all this attention. And I got a lot of the back room, behind the scenes mm-hmm. bullshit that yeah. goes on. And uh, now I forgot my point. <laughs> trying to tell you, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, here it is. Here yeah, it is. Okay, here yeah, it is. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. And we used to do polling. Okay. And I used to work with them on how to yeah. word polls so you can get the response that you want. You know, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can phrase things so people say what you want them to say so you can come out and say, oh, you know, 82% of the people agree with this. But it's the way you worded it where they mm-hmm. can't disagree. Yeah. Having said that, here's the problem today. Who were they talking to? Yeah. Because back in the 80s, we were calling people on their landlines mm-hmm. out of the phone book. Yeah. Now who in the hell are they talking yeah. to? You get a call from some odd number on your cell phone, are you going to pick it up? Yeah. No. Yeah. So who I get text so, messages from so, these campaigns. So who are they polling? Yeah. I, you know, I don't get it. Yeah. And that's yeah. why the polls are so wacky. Well, you, you get people who want to be polled, I, I think, in that sense. And that's, that's and that skews because that's not exactly. who's voting. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So a lot. Of, that's why these polls suck. Yeah. That's why everybody's surprised all the time. And that's why they were the Trump surprised. You're everybody. not getting a cross section. You're you're getting right. a certain group. So Enough over politics. and out. Yeah, it's bullshit. All right. Uh, we were we're going to talk about movies here in a second, but you were telling me about uh, you you had a. A bug up your ass about some movie thing, these production yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you were. What did you see recently? Yeah, these certain conventions that you know. What are you, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my my pad of paper that I wrote this. You, yeah, down. you had a little. I know. It's, is it under your coffee? You were putting it under the. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> God, it's a bitch getting old. It sucks getting old. All right. You got it. Bill's got notes for this. Yeah, it, it, you know, I go to these movies, and, and, and you see the same things over and over again in these films, and okay. it just kind of bothers me. There's certain conventions. There's certain things that just seem to hang around all the time that are just starting to grind me. Okay. And we've talked about the audio before, so we won't cover that again. Have we? Okay. Well, you know how everybody whispers. Everybody whispers, yes. And they mumble. Yeah. They're whispering down there, and they're getting real quiet. Going, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. yeah. But here's the problem with that. You know, they're whispering and they're mumbling, and then these audio designers, mm-hmm. not the engineers, but yeah. the designers, they decide, well, let's put music under that. Yeah, that's true. And that makes it even harder. Yeah. Or even if they're outside, right. it's nighttime, let's put crickets over it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that people fail to realize is the audio guys, when they're putting all this together, mm-hmm. are doing it with headphones. That's true, yeah. And it makes a big difference. Yeah. So stop it, fuckers. <laughs> if you're in the business, pass the word. But one of the things that bothers me, let's start with this, something really simple, is let's stop it with the, because it, I like getting involved in a movie. 
Okay. I mean, talk about, you know, suspension of belief. You've, yeah. heard, you've heard that too. Sure. You know, where you can really get involved in something. And nothing reminds me that it's a movie mm-hmm. more than somebody says, yeah, I'll give you my number. It's one five five five. Yeah, there's three. that. Stop it. Yeah. You know, there's got to be some number you can give out. That's, but it, it's just that convention is just so old. And it's, Why it's, not just get a number that the production can have? Yeah. And, and that if, becomes a number. And then if people call it, you could even put a voicemail from the actor on yeah, there. Or, yeah. Thanks for watching the movie. Creative. We got another one yeah, coming out. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and then they could even gauge how many people called the damn yeah, number for Christ. You could do yeah. that. I agree with you. Yeah. But I just hate that. phone. The fake phone the number. The 555. Five, five. But you know the lawyers must get a hold of that. Because here's, I would, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here. But if you're the you lawyer. You can do that? Well, <laughs> on this show, I can. <laughs> the show with my name on it? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Let's say you give out a number and then some other guy's number is just like one off from that. And yeah, you buy that number like we talked about. You buy the actual number that yeah, the guy then, gives and away. They, they and then you it give it away one. and they misstyle it and some some little old lady somewhere but is getting calls and she's If they give out a number, how many people are going to write that down and go, you know who we ought to call yeah. this? How many people are going to do that? You never know. Which is you know, the same reason why they always block out their license plates, you know, on TV, you know, yeah, okay. they've always got it fuzzy. Right. Because you could look up a license plate yeah, and you figure could out do where that, people live. Still with the phone number thing. I don't know. I'm just so tired of that. Convention. Yeah, it, it does. It does break the reality of. It just reminds me. Oh, that yeah, thing. It's a movie. Klondike 5. That was the thing. When they used to do the alphabetical. Oh, yeah. Where the first two numbers were the, yeah. you know, to help you remember it. Where I grew up, it was Greenleaf. Greenleaf Green so six. G so is Greenleaf six one five, two one. What is Greenleaf? What numbers are Greenleaf? Greenleaf. That was uh, that was Livonia. Okay, but it, what was three, six one six or three one three? Oh, three one three. Yeah, but that was Greenleaf. But we but the area codes didn't come in. No, no, no. Later. I know the area codes, but I'm saying like Greenleaf stood for Green, what number? Greenleaf. Greenleaf. Yeah, it was four seven. Okay, four seven. So four seven six. Four seven six. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's how they used to give out numbers. But you see that in old movies, Klondike, KL. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the old which ones. is yeah. five five. Yeah, right. Klondike is five five. So they'd say Klondike five two seven six three, and that was five five five. Well, if it was a period piece, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that that's an old thing you used to see in movies. This other new thing they've got now. Okay. Is you know when you when you're they used to teach us in cinema school when you're you're doing a close-up, yeah, and a character is looking off camera, talking to another yeah. character. You allowed for what they called look space. Are you familiar with that? Uh, meaning the space between the edge of the frame and the actor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So when the guy is looking this way, yeah, his head's closer to the frame over here, and sure. you've got space in front of it. It's yeah, called space. look space, sure. just like head space. Head is space up here. is the, from the top of the frame to the look head. Space is here. Yeah. Okay. Now that I brought it up, you'll start noticing they're not yeah, doing sure. that anymore. Yeah, I, As a matter of fact, they're shifting it now. Okay. All the way to the other direction. Huh. So the guy's nose is just about right on the frame, and there's all this room behind him. Huh. So that's a new... Because when you leave that empty space in front of the actor's mouth, you are then... They are projecting to be talking in that direction. That's right. And it sort of makes sure it makes it easier to follow. But now, you know, with these new techniques, no, let's do it the other way. Let's do yeah. it where the guy's right, right. here. Now yeah. that I've mentioned it, you'll start to notice that that's happening more and more. I watched a show where they were doing uh, a lot of stuff with focus. I watched the show The Outsider. We'll, we'll talk about it more in a second. But All right. They would do this thing where 
you know, they'd be talking to a guy and he'd be in focus and yeah. then the focus was constantly changing to the, guy to the other guy. Yeah, and then but, they'll do this thing where everything's out of like, say, someone's walking into a room yeah, and then you see them walking up and they're out of focus, out of focus, out of focus. Then they hit their mark and they're sharp. Yeah. And that's when the reaction or they say their line. Yeah. And they were leading you. They're leading you with the focus to to concentrate on this where this is in focus this is out of focus and to me it was driving me nuts at sometimes because i just, I just want to i don't even know who that actor is that guy's so far away i don't even know who he is and now it's like he's not in okay now it's it was weird it felt like it was guiding me a little too much like i'm pretty smart i'd figure that out where, where they change from one to the other yeah goes, yeah this guy's in reverse focus. shots and, it, it, and, yeah. it, and then now this guy's in focus it's called yeah. a rack focus yeah yeah exactly uh yeah and, but it's called juxtaposition also and, and you know the other thing that you're supposed to do is if you're too if you're going to go over the shoulder say you and i are a conversation there's a camera behind you then they move the camera it's behind me right. you'll be on the right side of the frame when they cut to me i need to be on the left side of the frame right because if we're both on the left side, it, it throws you off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. All right. Any other errors you've seen? Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's, an, here's okay. a new, a new, another camera technique okay. now that's starting to drive me. You know what a POV is. Point of view. That's correct. So you're looking through somebody's point of view. Yes. That's right. And so, and that's normally when, you know, you see this in the movies where somebody's being stalked, mm-hmm. you know, and a guy's in the yeah, woods yeah, yeah. and they're looking yeah. through. Well, now they're using these POV shots, mm-hmm. style shots, mm-hmm. just as a camera angle. Okay. So you're sitting there going, oh, they're, somebody's watching them. And then yeah. it turns out, no, nobody's watching yeah. them at all. Yeah. They're just using that as a camera yeah. angle. And you're sitting there going, well, that was a, that was a POV there. <laughs> you know what the hell? Yeah. You know, cut it out. Yeah. So if there's nobody watching them, don't do that. Well, they'll, they'll usually get to the POV because they'll... they'll close in on an actor's face or his eyes. Sometimes the guy has his hand out blocking the sun. And then when the next shot is a landscape, then you're supposed to, psychologically, you're supposed to know that that's their point of view. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're not doing There's that. They're no just actors. doing the yeah, POV yeah, yeah. Yeah. shot, and you're right. sitting there thinking of somebody's watching, and they're not. And that's, yeah. All that's right. driving me nuts. Cut what it, else you got? Cut there? it out. More Bill production errors in films. Or techniques. Sometimes these are just techniques that become new, so, and that becomes a new way to do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but to me, it's disturbing because, okay. A, that's not the way we learned it, and B, it, to me, it sends, especially with the POV, it's just sending a wrong message. Yeah, okay. I'm confused, going, yeah. oh, wait, what the fuck yeah. happened here? One of the things that just really drives me nuts, somebody's lost in the woods. Okay. So you've got, you know, 50 people out there combing the woods. Mm-hmm. There's a guy next to you. He's 10 feet away. He's combing the woods. And everybody's yelling, Danny! Yeah. And the next day, yeah, Danny! And then 10 seconds later, the guy yells, Danny! And this goes on. And I, Well, Danny didn't hear you. 10 <laughs> seconds later isn't going to make any difference. Right. And uh, War of the Worlds. Okay. Tom Cruise. Okay. Here's a drinking game for you. All right. His daughter's name was Rachel. Rachel. Okay. I've seen the movie, and but it's been years. And she takes off a number of times, you know, okay. and he's yelling after her. Yeah. Try keeping up with a with The number of times he yells. number of times well, he yells Rachel. It's one, I think it's one of those things where, in reality, you wouldn't yell the name as much as they are in the movie, but if you show a character just walking around looking for somebody or looking for stuff, it's not going to give you that sense of, you know, tension of... 
I really, this is a person really looking for somebody, so you have them say it too many times. Is that possible? I don't need is it. Is that the thought process No, there? I'm way ahead of you. I don't need that. <laughs> they don't have to take me that far. I, uh, I get it. You're looking for somebody. Yeah. I just hate it when they just repeat the name By over the way, and over and over and over. Good movie, War of the Worlds, bad ending. I liked everything about that movie but the ending. I thought the setup was amazing. I thought the beginning yeah. of it was, yeah. was pretty crazy. The first 15 minutes is the best part. They still have 15, that. Uh, you know, if you go to Universal Studios well, Hollywood. It. The plane wreck. Yeah, the plane wreck's yeah, still I, I there. Through it. Yeah. yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's cool. Uh-huh. Got to see that. All right, anything mm. else? You no, done? I'm not no. done. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I got to take Rob Schneider out for eggs. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Rob Schneider wants lunch. So the cops walk into a house. Okay. A perfectly good house. Yeah. Flashlights. Okay, yeah. Flip the fucking light on. <laughs> that is true. How many times have you seen that? Where yeah. come on, there's a light switch, there's electricity. They in don't want house. to touch the light switch. It was, there might be evidence. It, it was there, you know. It was on during the day, and you guys got to walk around in in the dark. Turn on. The well, it is. Light. It is. Uh, I think I've heard Roger Ebert used to complain about some of these things, and he. I think he would. Oh, say, that's right. I stole. Why would you just no? But I mean, he's like, you know, if they just turn the. Boy, this movie would suck a lot more if they just turned the light on, but that's what any reasonable person would do. Yeah, I just hate it with the flashlight. Yeah. Just well, the flashlights, it's a, it's a trope at this point. Yeah. Well, those TV shows, it's even, you know, worse. CSI and that kind of well, stuff. Well, yeah, well, the supernatural. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's nothing but flashlights sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, what the fuck? Have some daylight scenes for Chris. Yeah, okay. Here's my last. Last complaint. one. All right. So a guy's got a fairly pedestrian job. Let's say he's a cop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beginning of the movie or in the middle of the movie, you see him pull up to his house. He's okay. Got, he's got this ranch home and stuff. Yeah. Goes through the door, cut to the interior. The place is huge. <laughs> he's got a kitchen the size of your yeah. house. Yeah. You know, it, the place is beautiful. It's decorated to the max. Yeah. It's like, well, what the hell? Yeah. On the outside, it looked like a regular home. You get so inside, they, they're cutting to a soundstage. Yes. And just, it's and not the, realistic. And it's not the kind of shit you yeah. find, and, and especially on a cop salary. Sure, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. You know. The houses are way too nice. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, well, that used to drive me. I remember being a kid in like, the Brady Bunch house. Yeah. You'd see it from the outside, and they go inside, and you're like, that. That there's no window where that Happy Days was another one. Okay, you'd see the Happy Days house, yeah. which is some another house in L.A. somewhere, and then you cut to the inside, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute, the front door is there, and the kitchen is over there, and there's a window to look, but that window's not there." Yeah. Remember looking at those, going, "Oh, what the fuck?" Well, there you go. Yeah, just trying to give you a feeling for what it was, and then you go inside, and you're on a stage. All right, so those are my bitches. There you go. That's it. Bill Hildebrandt's movie production bitching per- production notes. Stop. Well, you saw a movie recently that I haven't seen. I went, I saw for, uh, we were bored. Martha and I went and saw The Invisible Man. Invisible Man, yes. I kind of poo-pooed the idea because I go, it's been done. Hollow Man's been, been out there. Sure, yeah, yeah. So Hollow Man so forth. was. So we went and it was it was different. Yeah, I, I read some good reviews about that. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, it was kind of a different take on the whole deal. Okay. And, uh yeah, he I, wasn't a scientist who made himself invisible. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. Okay. Was yeah, but <laughs> I can't tell you how it works because that would spoil it. Oh, uh, that's okay. Spoiler I alert. I just didn't know if it was more of a ghosty Spoiler thing. alert. Actually, yeah. what he's got is yeah. he's got a suit. Oh, okay. That uh, can deflect optics. Okay. And that's how he did it. Oh. Which made uh, for some interesting moments, too. Because in all of these Invisible Man movies, he's still physically there. He just can't be seen. Yeah. So he can move objects, and if somebody touches him, they can feel him, but yeah. he's not well, same there. Same here, too, because, oh, okay. yeah, because yeah. of the suit. Yeah. 
Um, but it's just the way he uh, proceeds to ruin lives. You know, well, okay. wearing the suits. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah, moved along. Okay, you know the original. If you watch the original, whatever nineteen thirty nine thirty nine Claude Rains. He was like a rapist and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah. Like the Invisible Man's like this awful guy. Yeah, he went nuts. Yeah, yeah. And then later, lives. the Invisible Man sort of became more the the hero of the movie, right? The Invisible Man would would. Uh, I didn't see any solve of a crime or I mean yeah. they, they, they Invisible made a hundred Man of these. returns and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I didn't yeah. See it any was like the Invisible Man would. You know, he was accused of murder, and then he became invisible to catch the real killer. Yeah. But in the beginning, Invisible Man was like a maniac. If I didn't see him, I don't. If I saw him, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In Hollow Man, I was going to go home and watch that. Okay. After the movie, just to see, because I, I saw that once. Yeah. And that yeah. was like enough. And I thought, oh, okay, I should check this out again. But well, I don't, anyway, things that are old become new again. And then uh, we were talking about uh, on Prime. Yeah. Uh, Hustle. Or no, Hunters. Hunters. Hunters with Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. Yeah, how was that? I have not checked that out. Now, I was interested in this mo- show. It's been getting a lot of hype. I mean, they've been advertising it everywhere. And then I read some reviews that said, well, it was kind of disappointing. I don't know how it ends. Yeah. Maybe they're talking about the ending. Oh, I don't okay, know. Okay, because I'm right in the middle of it. Are, is this, are they all, all of these episodes available to watch right now, or are they doling them out one a week? Or no, something? I think they're all available. They're all available. Yeah, I've been okay. plowing through it pretty okay. fast. Okay, all right. Um. I, I think what the critics are having a problem with is mixing real dark material mm-hmm. with humor. Yeah. Well, they said it. I've read that it's Tarantino-esque. Yes. Which at this point, I don't even know what that... That's not a reason to get me to watch. Not but, a reason for me to watch at this but point. But if you do watch it, you'll know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it's, So it's violence mixed with humor. Yeah, it's kind of and, like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, they're Nazi hunters. And, yeah. Yeah, they're Nazi hunters, but, but they break into certain scenes that just don't fit. Okay. You know, uh, all of a sudden they break into song. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. And and it's like, what? And then all of a sudden, you so you have this light moment, then all of a sudden you cut to a serious scene. Yeah. In, in like a concentration camp. Okay. So I think those are the problems. Yeah, all right. So the, tonally it's got I problems. I find it interesting. Okay. The way they're handling the whole I, I It sounds like something I'd probably like, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I've been... Uh, with me traveling and all that stuff, and then trying to get through some other and stuff. And it's interesting watching Pacino try to yeah. be Jewish. That's yeah. fun. He's the best Italian Jew on <laughs> the screen. Well, let me ask you this, because Pacino, even in uh, in the uh, the Irishman, you know, when he was playing Jimmy Hoffa, everyone's you know people criticized like he's got one shtick now, and it's that shtick, you know. He's doing the whole scent of a woman shtick from in everything he's in. No, no, not here. wasn't it was different. Okay. Not here. No, no, no. no. You're saying even you know once upon a time in Hollywood and yeah, no. Irishman, he's still he's still no. Al Pacino with the no. big big loud. You know, hey. Well, but that's that's yeah. him. Yeah, but you that know. is a more he wasn't doing that in the seventies. It was different. He's a, recent Pacino is kind of uh, a little more rote. I think it's well, a little more you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All I, right. I, I like it. All right, Hunters. Well, but, check and that out. another thing too that I'm guessing at, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking they got Pacino for this thing. Yeah. All right. Everybody else is not virtually unknown. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Carol Kane's in it. If all okay. Yeah. Well, okay. She's in it. Uh, she was. She was available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was free. It was either her. Or Victoria. Woody, Woody Allen's not calling, so she's free. Um. <laughs> 
and there was uh, and there's other guy that's been numerous things. If you see him, you'll recognize him. But, but they, everybody, everybody's gotten older, you know. They they blew the budget on Pacino, though. Well, sounds, here's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think probably in order to get Pacino, yeah, it'd be interesting to look into this. But I think they probably told him. Yeah. All right, look, Pacino, we got you. It's only so much in the budget, this, that, and the other thing. But here's the deal. Uh, when it comes to your scenes, yeah. we'll do one take. Oh, okay, yeah. And whatever you deliver. I can see that, yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. you deliver, sure. we'll run with it. <laughs> Just make it easy for him. Make it easy for give him. him a, give him a short day yep. on set. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, come in at 9, leave by 11, you're done. Yeah. Shoot around you. Yeah. I'm sh- I know that, I mean, I, I don't know in this case, but I know that happens in movies. Oh, sure. And I've seen, I think it was even The Irishman where, you know, cue cards in in, in ear earpieces where they're getting fed lines right. and they're reading their lines off cue cards. And that all happens to the, because think about these old guys. These guys are in their 70s. And they can't remember their fucking lines. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I'm done. I can't remember them yeah, anymore. I'm finished. can't remember them anymore. Yeah. And then they're, they're working around. They're finding workarounds. Yeah. They're just going, hey, we'll do this. We'll do, do it this way. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about it. I already mentioned uh, The Outsider on HBO, so let's get into that. That was a Stephen King adaptation. I probably talked about it. It, it ended uh, last night on Sunday night. Um, based on Stephen King about a... Uh, well, it opens with it, and I'm, I'm not even going to get too deep into the story, but a child is murdered, and uh, the guy that they suspect is played by Jason Bateman, and he uh, they have his fingerprints, they have his DNA at the scene, they have eyewitnesses that he was there. Well, they go to arrest Jason Bateman, he says, hey, look, I couldn't have possibly done this. Because I was at this conference, 90 miles, takes place in Atlanta, and he goes, I'm, I'm 90 minutes away in Chattanooga. At this conference, I'm a, he's a school teacher, you know, with a f- nice family and everything. And they say, oh, okay, well, they bring him in, and uh, sure enough, at this school teacher conference, they have video of Jason Bateman at the conference. Well, how could he be at two places at once? And it turns out there is a supernatural element to this oh, yeah. show. Stephen King. Stephen King. And he, uh, uh, yeah. Um, and he, so he, he uh, the movie kind of goes from there. The show kind of goes from there. There's other murders. Who else could have done it? It goes on and on. And uh, I was very happy that it ended because, but it ended strong. All right. It's 10 episodes. I'll check it, it out. It could have been five or six, but I did like The Outsider. All they right. had some good acting on that. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't think it was as good as some of the HBO. HBO does really good series. And, uh, you know, that one was, that one was just okay. It was, it was fine. I think if you're a Stephen King fan, you get my way. There's a lot of talking, you know, a lot of downtime. But anyway, that one's good. Uh, also checking out a new show on FX, which you can now get on Hulu. If you have Hulu, yeah. all the F because Disney bought Fox, mm-hmm. which gave them ownership to FX. So now all the FX catalog and the new show. There's a new show. It's called Breeders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw that. it's about a family. I didn't see it, but I saw, I saw yeah, it. Too. Yeah, uh, it's real good. It's, uh, it's an English show. It takes place in England. And, um, there we go. There we go. Accents whispering. Well, and, and that I actually, makes it even worse. Okay. And here's the thing. <laughs> I actually said to my girlfriend at one point, I said, "Are you gonna want the subtitles?" Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "No, I'm good." And I go, "No." It's, I said, "Look, don't be, uh, don't be, you know, uh, upset if you, you need to. I mean, I get it. It's fine. It, right. It's you know. I mean, that happens sometimes. It's just you know." And sometimes it's because they're mumbly, or sometimes it's you know whatever. Right. But I said, look, if you if you want uh, if you want subtitles on this show, 
uh, you know, we'll do it. And she goes, no, we're good. So anyway, Breeders is a show. It stars, uh, I want to get the names, because I always, I always stumble on the cast. Even though I know all these people, I've seen them in a million things. Martin Freeman, who you might know. You'll know him if you see him. Yeah. He's been in a million things. He was on Sherlock. He's probably best known from the British office. I forget oh, his okay. character name, but he was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the guy that was basically Jim in the American one. Yep, yep, yep. Was this guy, he was the Hobbit. He yep. was the, in the Hobbit. He was the star of that series. And uh, his wife... Uh, is an actress named Daisy Haggard, and then one of she has an American father played by Michael McKean, of all oh, people. Yeah. Michael McKean from Laverne and Shirley right. and Spinal Tap and all those. Wow. Uh, is he recognizable? Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he looks he? he looks good. He's oh, an older okay. guy, but all he looks right. good. And uh, uh, um, it's it was funny. They've only aired two of these. I think by the time you hear this, they would have aired the third one. Uh, but it's it's a half hour, and it's you know a lot of adult humor. Where he runs into, you know, the kids are playing and Martin Freeman runs. You know, the full first episode is the kids are up all night. The kids, the, the grandparents sat the kids, mm-hmm. but they gave them a two-hour nap. Ooh. And then the parents go, oh, they're not going to sleep tonight. So the, the parents got to stay up all night in shifts and try to get these kids to sleep. And he, you know, he's running in the room going, you just shut the fuck up in here. And, you know, so he's, there's a lot of language in it yeah. where, you know. Uh, but it's very funny. It was very, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, 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 Kind of cringy, you know, like what are parents really what do parents really think about their kids? Yeah. You know, that's a lot of where the humor comes from in here. And they're you know, the kids are like seven and five, so they're real little kids. Talk about people you can't recognize anymore. I'm still watching uh because I'm just milking it forever. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to an episode with Brett Butler in it. Oh. (laughs) Never would have Was she one of the zombies? No, no, no. no. (laughs) She could be. Holy shit. Brett but of Butler. course, it may, of course, you know it, it, it's the apocalypse, and everybody looks like shit. Yeah, so yeah, nobody's yeah. wearing she, she any makeup, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But but man, oh man, yeah. I never so I, known her. I definitely recommend Breeders. I think it's yeah. Right. Again, they haven't finished their run; it's only a couple episodes in. But I really enjoyed that. And then uh, at the movies, saw the Impractical Jokers movie. Right. My girlfriend's a big fan of Impractical Jokers. And I watch it, too, and I like it. And, I don't and care for it. We went to their live show. They were at DTE last summer, and I got my girlfriend some tickets for her birthday, and we had a nice time at that. And I think they're funny. Not everything they do, do works, and that's really the problem with this movie is because they, they wrapped it in this story of when they were in high school, they snuck into a Paula Abdul concert in the early 90s. Okay. And they recreate it with the actual Paula Abdul and yeah. them playing themselves in high school, oh. and they do this whole you know fifteen twenty minute sketch at the beginning, and it's it's brutal, it's awful, and then they get into well now we're going to go meet Paul Abdul in present day, but we'll do these games along the way like they do in the show, yeah. and then the loser doesn't get to go to her concert. That's the plot of the thing. So in the middle, that's all of the sketches that mm-hmm. you 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 know from mm-hmm. their show, and some of those there were some good laughs, but overall, I mean like. You don't need to run out and see this. I mean, as much of uh, I've seen all their episodes, I think they're funny. The new ones come on, we watch them. Uh, to me, to pay whatever you know we paid to go see this, unless you're a super fan, there's no need to go to this. Watch it at home. You'll have a better time. I'm sitting at a bar. I call it. You know, I'm sitting in one of my offices. Yeah. <clears throat> and they got a TV on. Yeah. And then I got Impractical Jokers on. Okay. It's on, and you can't not be on because it's on all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. on all day, all night. Another yeah. after another, you know. Yeah. So I'm sitting, I'm, and I'm just glancing at it occasionally. Yeah. You know. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at them. 
and they're on stage. Okay. I, so they're doing a live show of Yeah, sorts. there's a couple. They, they, they've aired a few of those on their show, and, yeah. And, and so I guess what they're doing is they show stuff on a screen, and then they talk about it well, afterwards. Well, and their live show had a little bit of that, and then it was them kind of just telling stories, too. But, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking at these curtains, and I'm looking at these curtains going, oh, man, they're moving. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, yeah. that's, that's weird. You know, those curtains are just kind of swaying around. And then they had a view, a camera from up above, uh-huh. shooting kind of down on them. Yeah. Showing the stage. Yeah. And I'm looking at the stage, and I'm looking at these curtains. And on the stage, they had these, there was numbers. Okay. All along the, where the footlights would be yeah, yeah, at the yeah. edge of the stage mm-hmm. there. There was all these different numbers, and you could actually see that there's a turntable on the stage. Okay. I'm looking at these numbers. I'm looking at the turntable. I'm looking at the curtains. I'm going, holy shit. They're on the Norwegian Pearl. Yeah. That was my boat. Okay. I was on that damn thing all the time. <laughs> they do a cruise every year. And I go, well, yeah. no wonder I'm not booked. They got these, they got these assholes. Yeah. But yeah, They when, do a cruise every when year. When I recognize the deal. stage, I just about shit my yeah. pants going, you got to be kidding me. My girlfriend's like, can we go on the Impractical Jokers cruise? Yeah. And I go, I look how much it is. I go, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at the inside cabins. You can do that. Uh, we, I, we'll look at the... You just don't want to get stuck on it. Well, the thing is, when it's a celebrity cruise, they, they jack up the prices. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure we could afford to go on the Norwegian Pearl on some regular boat yeah. with you, yeah. but we, with, them, with them, we can't afford it. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. We'll go see Jeff Neese in the showroom. <laughs> I love you, Jeff, but I wouldn't walk across the street to see you. <laughs> I think the last time you were here, we bitched about Jeff Neese. I don't think he heard about that one, so we'll just keep... We'll uh, see if it gets to him. We'll keep needling Jeff Neese, sitting sitting on a beach smoking a cigar right now. That's you what know? we ought to do. We just ought to fuck with people sometime, jokingly, just see if they hear yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see if I it like, gets to him. Jeff Neese is a good guy, but it's... He does live that man. He is that cruise ship guy, man. He he and he he. he there's not a there's not a connecting flight that he's not putting on Facebook of him. I hate sitting that. somewhere. You I know, hate when comics do. That. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. Shut the I don't fuck know. up. Yeah, if you're on a cruise ship. Big fucking deal. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna wrap it up. We are. I think so. I think well, we've well, done we enough. Just got started. No, I think it's time to go. Oh, what the hell? Come on. Oh man, we did almost uh, almost ninety minutes God, we here. We didn't dig any dirt on anybody. Well, well, we got we got three seconds. Who's an asshole? Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Corey Hall. <laughs> what an asshole. Ted Moss. What a dick. <laughs> the other guys that come on the show. Yeah, but no, it's uh, whatever. I don't know. We Ted don't... Moss. He's the uh, guy you're talking audio with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joel yeah. is right. Listen to him. Well, I he. Uh, Oh, by the way, so I'll plug that. I guess we're not touching his show. He launched his show, and when we recorded it, I don't know how much you. We recorded it, and he only had a sixteen k sample rate, right? And it sounded like shit. And I, and then we that was the show that went up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I go, yeah, you got to fix that. And then he finally put up the interview with me and him. So if you want to go listen to that, it's Ted talks too much. Right. Com. I think there's probably a link on jewelradio.net from when he was on before, but okay. my episode is on. You can listen to me in his studio okay. talking to him we'll do. about things. 
in the whole history of podcasting, which if you haven't heard enough of that on this show, I know I talked about that. He asked me about yep. dating. Yep. He was telling me, you know, yep. kind of stuff. So maybe some stuff I don't normally talk about on here or on his show. I was going to turn it around. off, but, you know, I was in my car and I couldn't reach the phone. It was in a passenger <laughs> seat, so I had to fucking suffer with hey, it. Hey, we'll take it. I'll take the listen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one to say no. Hey, go to BillHildebrandComedian.com. Leave me a message. There's yes. a place down there we can leave a note. Hire hire Bill for your corporate party. Yeah, and just listen to him when and he says to he me when I say don't <laughs> when he says fucking do this and don't on. fucking do that. Yeah, I mean just it. When it's time to go on, you know, you do this once a year. I do it thirty times a That's year. That's right. Listen, to he's me. an expert for Christ's sake. He's an expert in <laughs> lame corporate events. He's yep. the guy who knows. Yeah, I got you. I got your Home Depot asshole. Exactly. Yeah, the Home Depot Christmas party. <laughs> a day that will live in infamy. The plywood aisle. <laughs> And the lumber aisle. I ever own a bar. I'm going to have a spot. The lumber aisle. It's called the lumber aisle. Whenever I tell that story, I always say, so they set us up in the lumber aisle, and they built a little stage, you know, because they have the wood. It's a big laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, they made they it. had the tools. And they made it out of pallets. <laughs> they stacked up pallets. It wasn't even a nice yeah, stage. Yeah, it wasn't even a stage, and they threw some, some indoor-outdoor carpeting over it. Well, the, the Home Depot guys don't know what to do, and we know that. That's right. They're going in there. Why would they know how to build a stage? All right, Bill Hildebrand, thank you so much for Thanks, joining me Joel. this week. Good to be back. We'll be back on a regular schedule, I think. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe we'll all be dead from coronavirus. Maybe all comedy will take place on podcasts because you can't go to a club because people are afraid of being infected. I don't know. I can't tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, it's coronavirus. You know, maybe the comics aren't the only one dying on stage. Joelradio.net. Over now. Go get them all. Thanks, Bill. <laughs>